All right, and welcome back to another edition of Empowering Intuitives Talk Show. And tonight is with me, uh, Reverend Cindy Summer, and we are going to be talking about past life readings and what that's all about. So welcome, Cindy. How are you, my dear? Oh, just fine. Thank you. A busy day. I'm sure like the rest of us, right? That's awesome. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on and talking about something that you and I both um, have a lot of experience with and something that we're both really passionate about helping people. And this is just kind of one way that we do it. So let's dive into it, right? So when people say, um, you know, as mediums, we work and, and we can kind of focus our readings in a lot of different ways. Um, but when we talk about past lives, you know, that's met with a lot of skepticism um, from people like, what is that? And like, how did I live before? And it's just so much curiosity and skepticism is what I personally have found. What have you found about that? Yeah, and I think it depends on the individual. So if it's somebody that's new to having a reading, they, I don't want to say that pigeonholes their belief system, not necessarily, but somebody that's been in this world for a while um, or has been exposed to it is more apt to be likely to believe in past lives. Um, and, and I enjoy tying them in when I feel that it bears mentioning in regards to this life. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, sometimes though, sometimes I have people that will come out and say, tell me about my past lives. You know, they have a real thing for that. But I, I want to say that's in the minority of people. Most people don't flat out ask me that sort of thing. Well, and I find it interesting because a lot of people that I talk to, um, maybe it goes against their religious belief and they may be curious. Some people are just more uh, intrigued with the thought or the idea, but I agree with you. Um, you know, when I look at past lives and how I began to even work with it was to help people understand kind of what's going on in their lives now. And actually the first time I think that I experienced a past life was, um, during a regression because I felt really drawn to do that. That's another way that you can do it. The only thing I think is the big difference maybe between doing the, the type of past life readings that we do versus past life regression is um, past life regression brings up a lot of that trauma that you experience mm -hmm. where when we're doing past life readings, um, it doesn't seem to do that. We can look at that life and glean what it's doing to um, or how it's intertwined with this life or the lessons that we need to learn, maybe the karma we need to clear in this life. But it's always focused in this life is, is my personal experience. Yeah, same, same here. Um, and I, I find that there's common threads that people carry from life to life um whether it's you know positive or negative we we do carry that baggage i guess and uh, it does shed light sometimes on behaviors on um phobias certainly yes. um and, and and i found the exact same thing in regards to like past life regression um and i know i've, I've had that done myself it's one thing to get a past life reading because it's it's a little more i don't know 
not clinical is not the word, but it's a little more sterile, I guess. But when you're actually living the past life regression, you're feeling what you felt back in that moment and what traumatized. Usually it's, it's a trauma, really, because we don't really go back to look at happy things, right? We go back to look at things that we need to work on um, or, or things that, you know, just shed light in this life. Um, uh, so, um, so yeah, past life readings are, are definitely very different than a past life regression. I agree. 100%. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. How I typically work is as a medical intuitive. It's so fascinating to me when I'm looking into the body, um, something may come up. And if I ask spirit to bring me that inception point, bring me where this initiated, where it all started, it will flip to a past life. And whatever comes up that they need to look at to heal will then help transmute what's going on in the physical. So sometimes it's just about bringing that self-awareness and whatever spirit then gleans um, can be helpful to shift that for them. And even personally for myself, um, through medical intuitive readings, through uh, restructuring, and we've learned the inception point can be across timelines. And, you know, I think it's important to state here that my belief, my thought is that we are having all of these lives, but they're all parallel. You know, that it's an interesting concept, but time is really not existent, if you will. Everything's happening at the same time and it's kind of overlapping. and so it's easy for us to have a ripple effect, if you will, from different lifetimes into this lifetime. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's important that when we do past life readings, it's not to stay focused in the past because that's not what it's about. It's about pulling that information so that we can learn what we need to learn about ourselves. Maybe we're clearing karma, healing old wounds, physical, emotional, spiritual, And then moving on, moving on from that life and not staying stuck in the past. That's a big Mm -hmm. thing, too, for some people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, We don't want to dig up the past just for the sake of digging it up. It needs to be for the purpose of healing, addressing, um, looking at through a magnifying glass if we need to, what's going on in this life. How can we make this life better? Um, and, and sometimes being the detective and and looking at what happened in the past really does make a big difference. Um, and I know for, for, for our clients and for ourselves, you know, like what is this pattern? What's going on? Why do I feel this way? Especially when there doesn't seem to be a reason in the present life for the situation. To me, that's like the aha moment. It's like, oh, okay, let's go back. Let's go back in time. What do you say? Because, uh, I mean, time and space really is an illusion, is it not? I mean, and and I think sometimes people look at me like I have two heads when I say that, you know, or we're just, that's just a different timeline or that was, that was just simply, um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's another dimension, although it really is, but um but for us, it, it, I guess it makes more sense because if we can if we can go back in time and pull that moment, it's so palpable and real for us that, um, and then once the client hears, then they're like, oh, 
yeah, that makes total sense. You know, that resonates. And then yes. now we have, now we have material. Now we know, now we know where we can go. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's what Noel said, filling in the gaps of the pain we don't know to heal. So the things that we're not aware of, and like you said, I like how you put that, you know, that's a big aha moment. Say for example, um, and, and this was something that has happened for me. I had pain in the middle of my back. And no matter what I was doing physically, no matter what I was doing energetically, getting a lot of work, this pain would not leave. And I actually underwent something called restructuring. And the first thing, it popped me into a past life. I had no idea that I even had, but it was so vivid and so real. And I was hung by a meat cleaver. And uh. that, oh, yeah. It was so, the wound itself was so, it was such a traumatic emotional release for me and that pain went away it went away after that because that's what i needed to heal i needed to heal that and if you have somebody that's really good at that kind of work um then they're very successful in helping you move through that emotion and letting it go and moving forward so um yeah so it's very very powerful so the aha is if there's so something going on that we're not addressing emotionally or physically, or maybe we are doing everything that we know to do, and it's still lingering, then there's underlying work that still needs healed on some yeah. level. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I know I've had some bizarre past life experiences that surfaced multiple things, right, that have surfaced mm -hmm. in this life. And one of my craziest stories was when I first started doing this work. Um, I learned to ground um, through my Sufi teacher way back when. And there was what was like an axis of light that went from the ethers, like through our bodies down, like through the middle, right? Like this, this, this bar of light, if you will. And, and I knew that my, um, my energy when I grounded was never, um, like through the root chakra, it always like circumvented my root. And, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Why, why would that happen? Um, and, and I had this literally an epiphany. It wasn't even through reading, but it was through a, a very potent grounding session, if you will. And I had the vision myself of having been impaled mm. on a stake by Vlad the Impaler. And, and then I actually have a birthmark where, oh, wow. yeah, where the stake entered the body. And, and that was why my system circumvented that root chakra area because it was a survival tactic. Well, it, it killed me obviously, but it was a, it was a energetic survival tactic way back when. And, and then once I had that realization that that was what had happened and how I had died, it was healed then. Yeah. Because I, I then had that, I was like, oh, okay, that's what happened. And very traumatic. Um, but it is so powerful. This is one of the most powerful ways that we can heal through that self-awareness. And like I said before, it really does bring up what you need to what you need to work on you know as we're these spiritual beings and we're moving through this lifetime and all lifetimes we're constantly 
bringing things up and healing and letting go and we're shifting and growing. And it makes sense that if we are these divine beings, which we are living this human life, part of us, our higher self is still in the divine and the Akashics are in our energetic field. We carry our Akashic records with us, right? Which is mm -hmm. the hall of our records of the soul's journey. And I like to put it that way because then that, you know, it is your whole journey. <laughs> and I don't know that I completely understand the depth of my own soul journey. I mean, that's really hard to like get into all of that. And we don't necessarily need to look at all of those lives. We just need to look at whatever's coming up at the time for us to heal and to look at. Mm -hmm. I like what Kelly says here, understanding past lives allows us the ability to cut our cords or unplug from that time period, giving us a better chance to move forward in this life. Absolutely. And Noel says, I honestly believe some past life issues is blocking you right now. And if you believe that, then absolutely, my dear, you need to get a past life regression or Akashic records reading or a medium that just looks at those things or a psychic that looks at those things um, to see. You can ask spirit to, to uncover it for you and, you know, um, bring it in your dream state. You know, you don't always have to go to a medium or an intuitive to have that done. Um, if you can tap in yourself, like, like Cindy there with her example, um, they just bring it sometimes because you're ready and it's needed. Um, you know, I, it, it reminds me of when I was in fellowships of the spirit and after a long day of classes, we were heading back to our, um, hotel and, and we're sitting in the car, my friend, uh, Karen and I, and all of a sudden, like a movie played in front of us and this past life opened up and it was, I mean, like watching a movie profound, you could smell the dirt road and so much came up out of that life that blew me, it blew me away. Um, and it took me a long time to integrate everything that came up, but it was a lot of fear that was blocking me from moving forward and stepping back into my mediumship. And it all came up like, boom, now here we are, let's deal with this and yeah. integrate it. Um, but without actually going through that and then digesting it with somebody else, you know, other intuitives, everything that I saw and I experienced, um, that was the defining moment for me to move forward back into my mediumship. And and that's the, the most amazing thing from my personal experience. I've had a lot of different past lives that have come up and they've all been very powerful. But that one in particular um, really shifted my trajectory and allowed me to heal, um, you know? So it was, it was very, very powerful for me. Tiffany says, loss of self and awareness of me keeps me up at night was thinking of past lives and reincarnation this morning on my drive to work. Well, how about that, Tiffany? That's synchronistic. And this live at this moment is very odd. <laughs> well, <it was> odd. <laughs> you spirit delivered you exactly where you needed to be tonight. So that's awesome. So welcome. Thank you. Oh, I, I love that. That's, that's wonderful. You know, for those of us that are intuitive, and maybe this has happened to you, that you... Uh, meet somebody and you feel like you just know them and you feel like you've been together in a different lifetime and you know I have a really funny story oh this gentleman 
years ago we were dating and he kissed me and all of a sudden I saw a Roman soldier and it scared I mean like full-blown he was standing there in as a Roman soldier mm -hmm. scared the living crap out of me I I didn't even know what to say or what to do because I like we were there in that moment I was in that moment with him and I'm like oh my gosh now this was 20 years ago and I couldn't explain it I left and that really bothered me over the years and I actually just had several insights about Roman soldiers I've had a past life at that time when Roman soldiers were there and all of the pieces finally came together about that life just recently so it took over 20 years. I didn't really go looking to heal that or look at it, but it was time to bring it up. And that was a very powerful lifetime as well for what I was experiencing right now. And I had to learn um, that about myself, that lifetime. But can you imagine like going out on a date wow. and all of a sudden, <laughs> you get a full blown <laughs> vision and you're popped into this past life. And back then I wasn't really open to past lives. And I'm thinking, what in God's name is happening here? This is a little bit odd. Um, but was it a good kiss, Marisha says? <laughs> yes, very powerful. <laughs> But it was quite, you know, it was very hard to try to explain this to this person. I was just like, I got to go. I got to go. I just could not even talk. So that can happen sometimes. Um, doesn't happen very often where we're just thrown right into it. But it, for me personally, that's kind of how it happens, you know. Um, so it, it's always interesting, but always relevant to what you're experiencing or what you're trying to heal or what whatever's going on in your life. So I just think it's you know, it's just funny how spirit works with us sometimes. Right. Right. It's a good thing we have a sense of humor because otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But the windows are the eyes to the soul. So whenever there is say a past life regression, they usually say to you, look at the eyes because, you know, male and female, you know, we've all for the most, for the most part have been male or female in a past life, you know, um, and, and so in the relationships, of course, change and we reincarnate in the same pools. And so the eyes always remain the same. And, and I know for me, um, when you look in the eyes, you have that soul recognition if you've been with them before. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, you somehow knew that, that man, <laughs> well, you did know him. So, there was that recognition and then you had the full-blown you know vision uh, yeah well so. it turns out we were married in that lifetime so that was really interesting <laughs> that makes total sense right yeah, so for sure yeah. yeah yeah and then and then of course you came together and then so there was there was obviously unfinished business there so yeah there's always unfinished business right when you come when you reconvene um <laughs> the, you know so like okay well now what do we need to do what do i need to do yeah. to to, to get through, to, to heal, to make it better, to improve, whatever the case is. So there's always a learning lesson, always, right? Yeah, and, for sure. And sometimes we switch roles, like who's the teacher, who's the, who's the student, what am I learning? Well, and you know, it's really interesting because even if, you know, I get a lot of energy work, 
And I've had over the years people doing Reiki, medical Qigong, and they always bring up, and this happened just recently, um, where you know, I was having this issue with my neck and it's been persistent for like a week. And they were like, I saw you hung when they were working in the body. And anybody that works on a physical body understands that you see visions, you see colors, you see all kinds of stuff can pop out of the body when you're energetically working. And so sometimes past lives come up that way, you know? And so I had to sit and reflect and I'm like, okay, spirit, can we look look at that? Cause I'm ready to heal it. Like, let's look at whatever we need to here. Um, so, you know, it can uncover that way. So that may be, um, you know, I think part of part of why that came up was one, the skill of the energy worker and the willingness of myself, you know, whoever's receiving. So I'm like, hey, whatever's in here, I'm ready to release, bring it up and let's heal it so that it can be recognized and discovered, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's something to think about if you get any kind of energy work. And personally, I think everybody should. Maybe some people react or more open and to that subtle energy than other people. But um, for those of us that are healers and energy workers ourselves, we definitely respond to it. So that's a really good way for us to heal and to find things that are coming up that we weren't aware of that were coming. You know, mm-hmm. it is. It's good to have a skilled. Um, I know I've got my own people that I use and, you know, because of the work that we do, we have to stay on top of our health, um, energetically and physically. And, um, and I go get a dose of my, my wonderful Reiki friend and, you know, and, and and sometimes I need to see her even more frequently. It depends on what's going on. Um, but it, it does, it does make a big difference. And, And I, I agree. Everybody could use energy work. Um, definitely not everybody is as sensitive to it though. Um, I know it's it's very enjoyable to work with somebody that feels what you're doing, you know, or, or whatever the, the energy is doing. Um, um, and, and if somebody doesn't, then I just usually read it on what's going on. This is what I'm getting. This is what I'm feeling, yes. you know. Um, and it takes somebody pretty open-minded, I think, to go to an energy worker who doesn't necessarily feel, but that they know that they can still benefit from it. Right. Well, that's very true. You're right. Absolutely. Like there's some people that, that really just aren't that sensitive to it, but they'll still benefit from it and still be able to receive from it. And Mm -hmm. even if you're not sensing it and you're receiving, just be open to receive whatever healing is meant for you that day and you will receive it. You know, one thing that I have personally found, and, and I'm a very sensitive person to my, to energy, um, is sometimes past lives have come up based on where I'm at physically. And I remember this very clearly. I went with uh, a couple people. We went to this um, interesting place. It was ringing rocks and um, I had been there. This was a really freaky, <laughs> this was a really freaky experience. Um, and I felt like walking in the woods on our way back to this, there was just rocks and you brought a little hammer and they all rang. It was a really neat little place. And um, I felt like I was in those woods before. And I mean, it was very palpable to me. And I saw myself as a Native American in the woods and as a male. And I thought, well, this is interesting. And 
but I wasn't sure if it was me or if I was seeing, you know, I wasn't quite clear what was going on, but I very much so felt powerful in that energy like I had been there and walked that earth. And when we had gone to this little place to eat, it was kind of out of the path. I don't even know how we found it. And it was so interesting that the three of us sitting there, two of us were like, why are people staring at us? Like very oddly staring, you know, that, you know, that feeling. Yeah. And, and I was like, so I excused myself to go into the house. It was a house and there was like slash, I guess it was a B and B or something, but there was a restaurant outside and I had gone inside to use the restroom and I was like, oh, this is really weird. All the hairs were standing up. I'm like, okay, somebody was in the restroom. I walked down the hall and you could see, like you said, the eyes. I looked similar, but the eyes were my eyes on one of these really old fashioned like oval pictures. And I was like, I had chills. I thought this is freaky. Like I had never seen myself like that. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't me, but it was me. Like I knew it was me. And so anyway, I had gone to the restroom and I had come out and they were really staring at us. I had come out and, and my son was with us at the time. And he goes, I don't think I should eat this food. I feel like they're going to poison us. And I was, it, and he's young at the time. He was a, like young in his teens. And I looked at him and I said, what? And like, because he, he was very intuitive, but didn't want to own any of it. But he's yeah. like, I just have this really bad feeling. I don't think we should eat here. I really, really don't. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. And I was like, don't go in the, the house without me. You know, like everybody stared. Even people in the kitchen were coming out staring at us. And so we had been, I had been there at some point. Mm -hmm. Then after we ate, I had asked spirit, I'm like, what the heck is going on here? And um, he was my, my son was my husband who was poisoned. And we did the research back on that property, and that's what had happened, the couple that were there. And I don't know if I poisoned him. <laughs> I don't know who poisoned him, but right. he was poisoned. So he totally picked up on it, but didn't have any idea that it was him. But he was, I mean, like 100% adamant, and that wasn't him. So it was very interesting. This deja vu experience led yeah. into this past life that, that had gone on there. And I right. don't know for sure... Uh, this was many years ago before I was really open to this, um, that I wasn't sure like all of the details, but it was powerful enough of a lesson for me that you have to trust. I had to trust my gut and I, that was part of what I was learning at the time. So there was always big lessons in that, in that I had to be okay with uncovering a different aspect of myself that I couldn't fully understand. It was about mm -hmm. control and all these different things. But there's always big, huge lessons <laughs> to yeah. glean from those experiences. But you have to, for me, I had to not be afraid. And that was a hard thing at the time because it's kind of, like, that really kind of freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, understandably. Yeah, like it was right. a random place. What the heck? Like, how did that happen? But spirit takes us into those situations for us to, to learn. And so sometimes it can, these past lives can come up in those kind of ways as well. Yeah, absolutely. I know I have had quite a bit of light shed on what might look to be like phobias, right? So I have a real aversion to heat and to closed in spaces mm. to a very high degree. 
and and I could feel myself and I've never gone to a full-blown panic attack but I could feel like that panic rise and and I had what was um, an epiphany and um, and in the, in that epiphany I don't know where I was geographically but I was in a village where there was some sort of illness that was rampant, just rampant. And what they did was put the, the sick or the infirmed into a cave and then sealed the cave up so that you couldn't infect anyone else. And then with, you know, with no air, with no circulation, with no, so to be left to die in an enclosed space, and then, of course, with the heat, and I'm like, well, that makes perfect sense, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's good to know. I always say to to my clients or to whomever I'm working with, if you have a, a phobia or an aversion to something, and it doesn't make sense to you as to why in this life, fear of drowning, you know, fear of spiders, fear of anything you can think of, there's there's a reason for it. There's a reason mm -hmm. for it. And it's probably past life, you can be sure. And maybe even multiple lives in your situation. I feel like it's been more than one life. And that's true. I really feel like um, if it isn't something that had happened in this lifetime, and even if it was, um, it could also be pinging from a different lifetime. For me, it's, it's something around my neck, tight around my neck because I've been, I've been hung, yeah, right. <laughs> I've, been, I've been choked. I mean, like, for me, like I cannot wear a turtleneck. Oh, I can't, I can't do anything up around my neck. It just will drive me cuckoo. Like it, it's really very, very uncomfortable. So, you know, that's my own thing. And, and so many people have similar things. And so like Tiffany says, she wonders if um, this is from her own fears in her own life that control her life. And maybe, Tiffany, maybe it's something that you want to have looked at to see if indeed um, there is a past life connection and if you're ready to look at it and, um, you know, heal it, you know. And I think part of it is just to heal it. Sometimes it's just self-awareness and that understanding of a deeper level of yourself um, and somehow that does it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think it's just really a, a powerful tool for all of us in our own soul journey for healing, for sure. Yeah. I mean, shedding light on anything like that can be, like you said, even if it's just awareness, just, just to know, you know, that you're not crazy and you, you do feel this. It's for a reason. It, fear of heights. Um, anything like that. Um, you know, these are, these are things that we need to be aware of and, you know, certainly having a past life regression probably really helpful in that case to get past something. Um, well, it's like in the, even if it's in the physical. So here's an interesting thing. So most of the time people that have injury, the injury will heal, but there's an emotion connected to the physical. And so the physical can heal, broken bones heal, but there's an emotional and trauma connection. And you have to, and this is part of what I've seen in my medical career, is that most people don't deal with the emotional or the trauma of that. That is why the physical keeps reoccurring, right? But even mm -hmm. if they do the emotional work, 
they do the trauma healing from whatever caused the physical, if it's still hanging around, I can almost guarantee there's a past life connection if they've done their due diligence and working whatever's happened in this life first. Um, so looking at it, it's multiple layers and it, like I said, it might be multiple lifetimes. Who knows? Mm -hmm. And then it just and accumulates that... until we, until we get rid of it. Right. And yeah. I guess, I guess actually, if you think about it, the, the bigger an issue it is, the more it's screaming to us, Hey, you need to do something about this, you know, get this healed. Um, because it's not fun feeling that way, you know, whatever it is. Um, so, so very important, very important, yeah. I believe, you know, and, and as, as intuitives, I know like when we're working on somebody and we feel, uh, I don't know, something in the head, for instance, and you say to them, well, are you experiencing headaches? Did something happen? You know, no, no, no. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why am I seeing, you know, whiplash 40 years ago? And like, oh yeah, that happened. It's like, well, yeah, there's still an energetic imprint there. The yes. energy is still there, even though your neck or your head doesn't hurt you or whatever the case is, the energy is still there. And it goes the other way. Sometimes I can pick up in somebody's arc field an injury that hasn't occurred yet. And that's been validated multiple times where people will go, I'm like, well, I'm seeing it in your auric field. So if it isn't up present right now, just be cautious because it's coming. And I've had people years down the road validate one, two, three, four years later go, oh my God, I remember you telling me that. And I didn't have it at the time. And then all of a sudden I started having this issue yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, interesting, you know, but you're right. It's all energy. And sometimes it can be past or it can be future. And it kind of goes like that. Yeah, and getting back to the point about the timeline, the timeline can get muddied, you know? <laughs> am, am I seeing the present or am I seeing the past, you know? But I'm feeling it. I know I feel it. I know I see it. So, right, right. So one way that I remember years ago when I started to kind of like think about, well, what really does it mean to, to like have these multiple lives? Like for me, that was just a fascinating concept because I wasn't, raised that way so it wasn't my religious belief and I wasn't really sure once I kind of peeled the layers of religion away what what does that really mean and so I had found different um, meditations on the Akashic records and bringing different divine beings in to take you to your hall of records and to be with you guide you and help you and so basically the meditation is where you just call upon um, one of your guides, whoever you want. Uh, if you don't know, then I just call on one of the highest guides that works with the Akashics and I just ask that specialty guide to come in and I would just say, okay, um, show me what I need to know about my soul's journey that's affecting me right now. Show me a life, show me something. Let me experience what I need to experience. And you know, I, and I'm very visual, obviously, and it it was um, it was really a cool meditation um, that I had gone through and that they took me through. And it was like I was raising up in this cloud and I saw these different halls of healing and halls of the Akashics. And I mean, it's very vivid to me, um, but it was interesting. They only show you a little, <laughs> a little bit at a time. Um, and it's like, you know, 
it's fascinating. I've gone back many times to look at different lifetimes. And sometimes all I glean out of it is, wow, what was I trying to learn in that lifetime? Like I'm just being the observer now, you know, and I'm going, well, what's the significance of that? And maybe it's not a physical trauma. Maybe it's something emotionally that I'm working through. Maybe it's um, wherever I'm at on this journey and it's it's something that I'm working on. So I just, I actually just had a session and something came up of a past life I was totally unaware of. And that one kind of blew my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was that person? Ooh, like it was a pretty, pretty intense person. <laughs> Right, right. And I'm thinking, wow, I was ruthless. I mean, the most ruthless king of England ever. And I'm like, oh, and it gives me chills. Like, I'm like, I know that was true. And I'm like, wow. Like, I want to think I'm all love and light. No. (laughs) Different lifetimes. We've been multiple things. And because we were learning different things and experiencing different things. Um, And it was quite, (laughs) I'm still going through that one to say, well, what is that? trying to show me now, you know, and yeah. is there still a part of me? Well, obviously it's a part of me that I have to look at because they, it, it, yeah. Like sometimes we, we get, you know, can you imagine like seeing that you were, um, like, um, King Edward Longshanks of right. <laughs> England. Right. That was me. Right. Can you imagine that and the karma that you've had to work off on all of these years? Right. Yes. That's intense. Um, yeah. Oh. So, you know, <laughs> so sometimes we're working on clearing karma from different mm-hmm. lifetimes and the things that we've experienced and we've done, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's yeah. always it's always interesting, right? Like yeah, it is. We, it we is. just never know, but it is fascinating to me. Um that I know this much of my past lives. <laughs> I feel like I know this much of of it. And that's fascinating because we're not meant to be dwelling in the past. I mean, honestly, I think that we've all had so many lives and it could be fascinating, like just to read each one of these lives. Absolutely. That's not our goal. Our goal is to stay focused on this and then allow it to come up as it needs to. So, um, it's just right. And I think it, it, it presents you know, whatever presents is supposed to present, you know, whether it's um, a deja vu, you know, whether it's, it's that epiphany, whether it's that past life reading, you know, it it really is helpful. Um, And a past life reading can be really helpful if there's a theme that keeps popping up in life. And it's like, all right, well, why, why am I having issues with this person? Do you know? And then it turns out that maybe it's that it's the role the person plays. Um, and maybe it's not the individual. It could be the individual, but, but it could be the role that they're playing um, yeah. keeps popping up. And then um, John White, who passed, um, was very good at giving past life readings. And, and you could really pull things together for somebody. Um, so there are some really, really great readers out there yeah. you know, that, that, that specialize in past life readings. That's true. That's very yeah. true. Bringing yeah. it all together and shedding light. So that's, that's what it's all about because we really aren't supposed to know every way we died and what happened and what, what, what were they all, all the traumas. It's really about 
what do I need to know to heal this one issue in my life right now? I mean, one, one thing is enough at a time, right? Um, what is the most, what is the biggest issue that's going on and how can I make it better? And there's a good chance that it's past life driven. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, for me personally in this lifetime, um, I seem to keep finding people, more people that I'm meeting tend to have some, I'm, it's like a completion year for me. And so many people that are coming into my existence, are, we're healing, we're completing, we're ending, um, or, or doing something about our lives together. And so it's just fascinating to me, being that loner kind of gal that hops from friends to friends and always kind of like meeting new people and, and it's just amazing how they're coming into my life, my whole entire life. Um, but it is bringing these different lives together. And so that's really how I've uncovered some of them just more organically like that. So Tiffany says, so if you have a past life, so if you have a past life, does that mean your soul from that life is the same now and no longer in heaven? Well, I would say, yeah. So the soul, the soul, the soul is the part of us that's connected to God or is, is essentially God-like if, if you can. And that's a strange concept to think that we're God-like, but the God resides within the divine resides within and our soul you know, it, it never dies. So then it just simply, I think of it, this is such an odd thing to say. I think of us as being recycled, you know, <laughs> so we, the body dies, right. And we, we go to that place. We, sometimes we call it heaven. It, it's another time and space, if you will. And then, you know, we have a resting period where we're not really resting, but we're, we're learning without a body, learning without a body learning lessons sometimes as a as a guide for one of our loved ones or maybe from somebody we don't even know and we learn and, and then we direct and then we have different like assignments so we really don't sit idle up there um and this is my my perception and my experience as a as a medium and what i can you know you can take this or leave this but this is just you know my sense of it and and we spend time learning um, but also guiding others, like if we've already mastered something. Um, and then, so the rest isn't really so much rest as it is a different kind of work that it's without a body. So in some ways, I suppose it, it might be easier, but I, I can't confirm that for sure. And, and then we come back down and, and then we, we choose a body, we choose parents, we choose that, we choose everything, our circumstances, everything. Um, and we decide I'm going to learn my goal is to learn this, this, and that, you know, and whatever the case is, there's a list. Um, and, uh, so that's my, my personal take on it. Well, and, and mine's very similar to that. I agree that, you know, we are this infinite soul and we're not always on earth. So we go back to the divine and we can say that's heaven. And there's multiple tracks, different ways we can do things. Sometimes maybe we want to just go, and be part of the collective and be part of the general knowledge that everybody brings back. Maybe you're going to spend more time with, uh, in the Summerland with loved ones for a while, but we don't stay in one place. We, we are always growing and shifting. Maybe we stay there and it's really hard to explain this because there's not really time 
Um, it's not like it's a year or it's 10 years or it's 20. It's always different. It, it can be any, any amount of time. And sometimes, depending on what we've experienced in this lifetime, we spend more time in that interim space processing, digesting, going through your life review, going through things, and maybe you're going to go off and, um, you know, learn. Maybe you want to learn something. Maybe you want to specialize in something. Maybe you want to go in, like Cindy said, and you're going to, you know, you want to be a guide for somebody. Um, maybe you want to move on and be an ascended master. It, it all depends. Um, there's lots of choices and things to do, but we don't, we don't stay up there forever and ever is my personal belief and it and it's not that we are constantly like down here the next day it's it takes time before you you come back and i do agree that we come together with your soul your soul family which is huge and you agree to come in to each other's lives for different purposes to help each other in different ways to help you learn something so we agree um you know, it's just like a strategy kind of session. And that's what I experienced when I had my near death. They showed me part of my um, life review. And then they showed me the, a little tiny blurb of me actually planning session, which <laughs> was yeah. mind blow because I didn't really understand what all of that was at the time. So, um, yeah, so it can be... Um, so can you still connect with a loved one if they've been reincarnated? Yeah, absolutely. We can come across. So a loved one is part of your soul family, and we do. We come across people that have been in other lifetimes with us. Maybe they came back um, in this lifetime, you know, as a brother, a sister, a cousin, uh, you know, whatever, um, for whatever they came together to learn, you know. Um, I know my sisters um, and I have been in other lifetimes together and we came back as sisters in this lifetime, but we've been other things to each other in different lifetimes. Mm -hmm. So we've been friends and the one was a friend, the one was a sister, um, but we've been in who knows. <laughs> I don't know the full extent of it, but so yes, we certainly do um, connect with with um, loved ones in different ways. And, you know, like my biological mother was a child in a different lifetime and she was my mother in another lifetime. So there's lots of intricate um, things because we're all trying to learn um, different things from each other and, and different experiences. And, oh, and you will. She, Tiffany says, I hope to reconnect with my sister someday. Oh, absolutely. I have no doubt in some way, shape, or form um, you will because that's what our soul families are for, to help to help us. So who knows? It'll be interesting to find out how you've been in other lifetimes together and who knows where you'll be next lifetime um, yeah. and what you'll be doing. And that's, that's the really amazing thing about um, being this divine soul that is ongoing, that... You know, we just kind of pop down here to experience in, in this playground called Earth. Um, it's really a unique place to have these, these experiences. And then we go back to the divine and we share our knowledge. It gets recorded. We, we learn. We think about, oh, but this was the plan and this is what happened. And how did, how did things go? Like you learn about yourself. You learn about the human condition. You learn about 
so many things. I mean, just so many things that you, that, you know, it's, it's like, I always make a joke to spirit and I'm like, but it sounds so good on paper before we come in here. And then right. you get free will, you get all these things that happen. And it's like, it gets derailed very easily because of the conditioning of, of being human, you know? And so, um, it's just a fascinating game to come back into more of our divinity and of who we truly are. Um, more and more and to, to let go of the game, <laughs> right? I mean, that's yeah. the best way I can explain it. Yeah, and I wanted to add on to that too. I feel we we come back at the vibration we left at. So mm -hmm. all the work that you do in this life, um, which essentially is about learning and growing, but it raises our vibrations. So the higher voltage we live, you know, when you come back, you're at that same level. You know, it's not like you come back and it's like, oh, I have to relearn this. No, you already learned it. You're good to go um, on that piece, on, on whatever it was, patience or compassion or whatever it was. Um, but the, the vibration, you know, we don't lose that. We don't lose our footing when we pass. Now, if somebody cuts their life short, then then that that the stuff they needed to learn in that particular life they have to revisit because they didn't complete that you know so that that's that's important um to understand you know oh, that a great example of that is these kiddos that come in that we call old souls like you and i that yes. come in they're very strong-willed they, they have a purpose they know what they're here to do they are just like hit the ground running. And this can be documented through astrology, which is a really fascinating um, tool, you know, because you can actually see in your astrological chart, you come in with all of these things yep. that are gifts to you, you know? And when, when somebody first explained that to me, I was like, get out of here. Like, that's crazy. Like, that's really like, like, wow. Like, how did you know this just by looking at a chart? So astrology is a really great tool to kind of understand a little bit more about who you are, the gifts you brought into this lifetime and what this lifetime is about. There's so many things that you can learn about, about yourself through astrology. Um, so I highly recommend that, um, as a tool to help you un uncover this lifetime's kind of blueprint, if you will. Yeah, I, astrology is mind blowing. I mean, when when somebody does your chart, you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. When when you see you, what you what you're here, what you're good at, the things maybe that we need a little work on, um, and and, it, and it, it has to do with not only your personality but your relationships. You know, children, um, health, um, profession. Um, it just goes siblings. It goes on and on and on, and even parents. You know, and um, so much can be told from a chart. It is, it is crazy amazing. So I definitely, I agree 100%. Get your natal chart done and to, if you want to know about your life. And, and, and do a little bit more than just, you know, cafe astrology or whatever it is. You know, get, get a good reader. Get somebody who knows the craft because yeah. astrology is, it, it's very mathematical. It's so, so yeah. intricate. You know, really I... I just, I just dabble, right? I just, I just dare to dabble, but really it, it's so worth it to get a good astrologer. Absolutely. And, you know, and I think the other thing that's really um, interesting about how past lives have come up 
more often is, you know, these kiddos that come in and they remember who they were. They remember their name, what, you know, I, I just remember um, seeing something about this little boy that was like a World War II pilot. He knew the name of his plane, what kind it was, and he was like four or five years old, and people were blown away with this going, this child, this how can he be? Because he was at such a vibration, and it was such a powerful lifetime, and, you know, he was allowed to have that to come forward with that knowledge because that was to help teach us. So a lot of times we forget and that's all in our Akashic records, but he was allowed to help us, to help humanity through these experiences, him and other people, not just him, but so many at around the same time um, were remembering their lives with great detail, uh, which was really, really fascinating. And even like for me, I have recalled several past lives now I'm older, but not as little, little ones, um, where you can trace it back. You can, you can find the proof in the, in the pudding, if you will, you can Mm -hmm. trace it backwards, which is really cool. It is Um, very powerful. No question. My goodness. But you don't want to get stuck in it and you can. And I bring that up because sometimes you want to know every little detail. What did I look like? How did I act? What happened my entire life? This, you don't need to know all of those things. It's not, that's not what it's all about. And if you, try to go too far down that rabbit hole and stay stuck in it you know spirit has a way of bringing other things up to you because you're not supposed to oh my gosh tiffany goes uh my past lifer soul was a lover of carbs that's your humanity my dear (laughs) don't we all love carbs (laughs) that's great well This has been an absolutely wonderful talk. So Cindy, you guys can find her at cindysummer.com. She is a psychic medium and does past life readings as long as well as mediumship and other readings. What else do you have going on, Cindy? Mm-hmm. Well, right now, yeah, goodness sakes, besides doing readings, um, I am working uh, on the editing process of my first book. Um, and so, you know, yeah, I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's actually something that I, I wrote, honestly, it's, I'm losing track of time. It's, it's eight years at least, maybe longer. I don't know. And it's, it's young adult, young adult fantasy. Uh, there it's, it's metaphysical underpinnings. Um, it's my, my protagonist is a 14 year old, um, uh, second generation Romani, um, also known as a gypsy, um, you know, and I try not to use that word, but a lot of people don't know, well, what's Romani? And, you know, um, so, and, and she, she discovers that, you know, she, she's a little bit different and, and I don't want to say too much quite about that yet, but, but I'm in the process of, yeah, of getting that edited. And it's a, it's a, she's a strong female character who, who stands up for what she believes to be right. Awesome. And, and I, I have a, a real passion for um, young women, especially speaking their truth. Nice. And so, so that has been a very big project. Um, <laughs> so besides having a full time practice as a psychic medium, I'm, um, I'm doing this. And then I, I hope to do some other things too. I just haven't had time. It's just been 
Stacy, right? Oh my gosh, absolutely. And you know, I, I completely understand the whole book process is long and treacherous, but it's well worth it. And I'm so excited. I can't wait to read it. So you. you'll have to let us know, uh, come back later when it gets closer to release and let us know all about that. That's fantastic. But please check her out at cindysummer.com. Book your session with her now. Um, and I'm sure she will do an amazing job as she is a fantastic medium. And I want to thank you so much for tonight. It was a wonderful talk. I hope you guys found it of value. And um, it was just a wonderful night. Thank you so much. And we'll be back next month, the first Tuesday of every month. And I'm not quite sure what that topic will be just yet, but uh, we're going to come up with something else interesting. Thank you so much, Cindy. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you guys for so good joining to be us. here. Have a wonderful evening. Namaste. Thank you.